The Boldly Now Show, Burning Desire, Big Ideas, Bold Action. Welcome to The Boldly Now Show. This is Michael Sean Conaway, and together with my friend Jules Schroeder, we'll be interviewing Mickey Agarwal. Mickey was a big part of my movie, We Rise Up. She's the founder of Wild, Thinks, and Tushy, all social ventures. She's the author of the books, Do Cool Shit and Disruptor. Mickey's been recognized by the World Economic Forum as a young global leader, by Fast Company as one of the most creative people, and by Inc. Magazine as one of the most impressive women entrepreneurs. Mickey, welcome to the Boldly Now Show. Happy to be here. Mickey, given all the things you've done, the successful books, the businesses you've launched, I really wonder how you continue to do this over and over again. How do you get your purpose in alignment with a new idea and bring it out into the world? Yeah, thank you for that. Um, I think for me, like the first thing I do is just ask myself three questions before I start any business, before I jump into any new project. And if those answers don't come back, a resounding F yes, um, you know, or it's really solving something for me, then I actually don't pursue it. Because we can we can have so many ideas and so often we're like, oh my God, I have this idea and I have that idea, this idea, by that idea, which one do I start? What do I even pursue? Um, so the first thing I do is just like ask, ask myself these three questions. So question number one is what sucks in my world? Um, it really has to start with me, something that really genuinely sucks in my world, having a pain point in my world. Question number two is, does it suck for a lot of people? If it just sucks for me, then I'm a diva and there's no business there. Um, and the third question is, can I be passionate about this issue, cause, or community for a really long time? You know, the saying goes, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. It rings so true. Um, most of my, my companies are you know, many, many years old. And it feels like, oh my God, things just popped up out of nowhere. But we really started it, you know, working on it, came up with the idea in 2005 and started working on it in 2011. And we didn't really have our big sort of hockey stick growth moment until 2015. Um, and same thing with Tushy, you know, people are like, oh my God, everyone's like, you know, the days are all the rage. And, um, you know, when we, uh, you know, I started Tushy in 2014, um, and it's 2020, so it's been six years. And so um, it, it does take time. Um, so, so question number one, what sucks in my world? For me, having stomach aches sucked in my world, I started my, you know, um, I started my first gluten-free farm table pizza concept called Wild. Um, so it started with me having a sucky tummy ache constantly. Does it suck for a lot of people? You know, one in five Americans eat gluten-free, one in five Americans are lactose intolerant. It sucks for a lot of people. Going to be passionate about food and food issues for the rest of my life. Um, you know, the, the second business I started thinks, what sucks in my world? You know, having menstrual, like literally leaks constantly, just forgetting to change my tampons and pads. It was just like, ah, every single month. And so it sucked for me. It was a messy experience. It was just a, just a really time-consuming experience for me. And so it sucks for me to suck for a lot of people. Every single woman who is watching this um, will raise their hand if they've ever experienced a leak, an accident, an issue during their during their periods. And so it sucks for a lot of people can be passionate about women, women's issues and really eliminating shame for women for the rest of my life. Um, and then currently with Tushy, my current business, what sucks in my world? You know, I first, you know, in 2013, I was diagnosed with a very intense hyperthyroid condition. And that... Um, led me to pooping up to eight times per day, which was so intense and just rubbed my butt raw 
eventually had to take a shower every time I went to the bathroom. It was just really awful. And so um, my husband, my then boyfriend, now husband, Andrew, got me, you know, a really crappy bidet product. Um, and it completely changed my life. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to make this, make a, the best in class version of a bidet that easily clips onto your existing toilet, turns any toilet into a bidet in 10 minutes, washes your butt precisely without the need for wiping and scraping and, um, and just a really clean experience, saving millions of trees, um, you know, saving your health, hygiene and money. Um, and, um, and then of course we've helped to date 60,000 families gain access to clean toilets. And so, you know, sucked in my world. Uh, it sucked for, sucks for a lot of people who have lots of GI issues, urinary tract infections, you know, chronic, you know, fissures or hemorrhoids or gut or pregnant, post-pregnant, all kinds of things. Um, and, and can I be passionate about the globalization crisis saving the planet for the rest of my life? So this is why I started these businesses. Yeah. I love that. You know, uh, Mickey, I was actually in San Diego like a few weeks ago and someone had a tushy on their, <laughs> their toe and I was preparing for the Pathway to Purpose Challenge. I was like, there it is. It was my first time experience of it in real life. And it was awesome. <laughs> I did use it yeah. the whole time I stayed <laughs> at my friend's house. And, uh, you know, and one of the things though that I love about you and particularly even what you've just shared, you know, not only with those three steps, but these are all businesses and seemingly taboo industries. Now you even go to your website and it's like Mickey eats, Mickey poops, Mickey bleeds, Mickey writes, Mickey speaks, Mickey disrupts. And so, you know, I think so much of us when we're in this concept of accessing our burning desire, there's a degree of permission that needs to become online. And if you think about all of the companies, you know, historically menstrual pooping, things like that, that we shouldn't talk about. But if that is where that desire accesses, I think it's so important to have that space to be willing. You know, and for our listeners that are tuning in, there might be something that you have a desire and you're like, can I really do that? Is that really supposed to be my desire? <laughs> is that okay? And so I'm just curious, um, you know, if you'd speak to permission a little bit, and if there was anything you had to overcome or for the people tuning in right now that maybe are in, you know, the edges of pushing those boundaries of disruption, how they can step into that and how you've been able to do that in these various companies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's really, it starts with what you just said, questioning everything and giving yourself the permission to question. And I think we all kind of just say, well, this is just the way it is. This is just clocking in, clocking out for work. I mean, I wake up at certain this hour and I go to bed this hour time. I accept time as true. I accept money as a true exchange of, you know, that, that means something. We've just agreed to the constructs that we live in. And if we just kind of pull back the curtain and just actually remove that and say, wait a minute, all of this is made up. Taxes are made up. Our roads are made up. Our systems are made up. Judicial systems are made up. The fact that we have these borders that we walk on and we have these little things called passports that prevent us from going across imaginary lines, you know, that we've agreed to mean something. You know, these are all just complete illusions um, in society that we just all agree to and accept it. So I think if we all just start by saying, wait a minute, like I can invent a new possibility in the world. I can make this better. I can change the way people think about things that are accepted in society. And by the way, society is simply people made up of people who are no different than any of us except for set hundreds of years ago by people. And so if we're just saying like, I'm too scared to go against society, AKA people just like you, then what are we doing here? So I think it just starts by 
just questioning it and saying, wait, I'm just as much as somebody as the society that was created by people are somebody's and, and just saying like, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to do something. I'm going to put one foot forward. And I think a lot of times right now, people love to just talk and share and, and say like, this is what I want to do. And I have this idea. And, and, and then they just kind of not follow through. And I think this time is really fascinating because, you know, during COVID, everything, all of a sudden, 2020, March of 2020, things just slowed down. And in that place of slowing down, we can really just sit and ask ourselves deeper questions and ask us and with, with, with not so many people around distracting us and say like, what do I care about? What, what am I interested in solving? What pain points do I actually have? that I just kind of shoved under a rug. What are things that I've always in my head questioned, but never really did anything about it. It's the time is now, which is why disruption is such a important and necessary word today. Um, because because we are living in a complete time of disruption where through from disruption possibility is there so step one is to you know accept that everything's an illusion and then step two is to say okay like i'm as much as somebody as anybody i'm going to challenge this thing that i don't believe to be necessarily true and then the third thing is to start to invent and start to come up with and dream and imagine and create and we are all creatives. We are all born creatives. And um, it's just, again, acknowledging that side and giving ourselves a space, which we have now, to get creative and come up with solutions. Really, really beautiful. You know, because we, we talk a lot about, at Boldly Now, talk about imagination and the future, how they're so keenly related. And, you know, I, I know you're, you're a mom now, and, you know, you're, you're with a, a, a small being that's like an imagination machine. If you, if you look at children, you're like oh my goodness, we're wired for imagination. In fact, that's how we create all of reality anyway. But slowly, we start building these walls around what we can imagine, what, what becomes a possible space. Um, and, a, and, a, and it's just a false construct. We can really imagine anything that, that we just dare to say and spend the time and do so. Yeah, there's like this amazing story that's actually in my book, Disrupt Her, that talks about um, this this gentleman named Gordon McKenzie, who is um, who who's, who was one of the top creative directors at Hallmark for thirty years, and um, every month he would actually go to elementary schools uh, to talk with children because they were just vessels of creativity and imagination, and he would just gain inspiration from these children. And so he would go to kindergarten kids, and he said, you know, he would ask, "Who here is an artist?" And literally every single kid would be like raising their head, like jumping out of their seats, like going nuts, you know, just saying, I'm an artist, I'm an artist. Every single kid believed that they were artists. Then slowly he got to first graders. Who here's an artist? Half the kids raised their hands this time, you know, static, not jumping out of their seats. Second grade, who here, who here's an artist? A quarter. By the time he got to sixth grade, it was like one kid who was kind of like, don't call on me, don't call me out as an artist. And it was such an incredible story to read um, that just shows societal indoctrination of just like beating out the creativity in all of us and saying, you have to conform or you're not going to be successful again in an illusion by societal standards, which is to get what uh, married with a kid and then a thick white picket fence and the home and the car and the blah, blah, blah. It's like, who says? And so um, you know, I think with, with just that in mind, 
we're all creatives. And how do we kind of rejigger or reopen our creative, creative juices? It's really by being in nature, by giving ourselves space and stillness to just think and ponder. And naturally, it will come back. Naturally, we don't have to do anything. We don't even have to try. You know, there are ways to kind of like get the cobwebs out if you want to take an improv class or if you want to watch improv or if you want to look at art and if you want to, again, walk around in nature and if you want to spend time with children, these are all ways to kind of, you know, really shake that creativity side of ourselves back alive and back awake. Um, but we're all born creatives. And I think with that knowledge in mind, we can create anything. And so once we have the, the know-how, it's like, okay, like I have a problem, I'm going to solve it. I'm now going to start to dream like what the solution could be. I mean, you know, you think about um, sci-fi. Sci-fi is all just imagined reality, which then oftentimes comes true because people just come up with stuff. They're like, oh, that's a great idea. Let's just make it. And so it's the same thing. It's like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I had this product? Wouldn't it be great if my next invention I'm working on is called Hero Diapers? And, um, and I'm in process of, 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 you know, the invention, the patents, and all of that. And basically what it is, is a diaper that's that, you know, like the, the big, the big thought was, oh my God, when a baby poops into a diaper, um, that baby poop is considered like the most fertile, you know, fertilizer. And how is it that we're just wrapping it up in a diaper and just throwing it in a landfill, not allowing it to actually be put to work and put to use. And so my next invention is, a baby diaper made out of material that's that that has mycelium in it. So when the baby poops, actually it helps fertilize the mycelium and then eats the diaper, and then it gets thrown into a landfill. And the land and then it's and then the, the mushrooms from the diaper eats the plastics in the landfill. And that was just literally imagined. And I was like, what if we can create a baby diaper that not only can eat itself start eating plastics in the landfill? And the answer is, it is possible. And so I found the scientists in Pakistan. I found the team. I found it. Like, and now it's underway. And it all started with just like thinking about it and questioning it. Like this is so much waste. I mean, 300 to 800 years, this stuff is just going to be thrown in the garbage. Like this is crazy for this, to, for, the, for, for diapers to decompose. will take 300, 800 years. So it just starts with like, okay, I have this, crazy idea then you start to prove it out and prove it out and prove it, talk to people and talk to scientists and talk to and then they figure they, they help you figure it out too that's it it's not that it's not more complicated than that it's funny you you very very briefly said i get this desire there's something that sucks that i don't want in the world or something i do want in the world you know diapers sitting in the landfill 800 years sucks i'd actually like to have the, the diapers just decomposed by some natural source you get an idea, oh, it could be like mushrooms. Wouldn't that be weird? And then you go into action. This is really important. Your action is you didn't invent the diaper. You got on the phone or on the email and you contacted people who might know something you don't know. Because yep. your creativity is limited by the input you have. You got, you, now you're getting that information from somebody else. And then, then the craziest thing happens is their burning desire gets caught up. Oh, I guess we could turn diapers into little mushroom farms. And suddenly they're thinking about things they've never thought about. And then you're getting new information that makes your creativity go off. Theirs is going off. And then sure, there's, there's things to solve and, and problems to handle. But it's that, it's that movement of being willing to get into action, being willing to say, well, I don't know, maybe let, what if I ask somebody else? And you talked about people getting ideas and getting stuck. And I think often they get stuck because 
they feel like that first step has to be a genius step. Like I have to make like an Einstein, Einstein size step in order to invent a business. But sometimes the steps are just really, really tiny, but each one of those builds on the next one. Yeah, that's it. And it's just, it's micro iterations. You know, in my book, Disruptor, I talk about, you know, my favorite saying, which is iteration is perfection. It's not being perfect. That's the aspiration. It's actually the iterative process. That's perfect. It's like the constant learning, the constant growing, the constant figuring out, like that's the perfection of it all. That's the, it's the journey, not the destination Like we always talk about that, but that's, that's really the truth because it's like, when you get there, it's like, oh, you know, I had the acquisition. Like oftentimes people who, whose companies get acquired, they go into a depression right. because they're no longer in the game or they're no longer making improvements or now starting from scratch, which is great. You're starting something new. But like in the moment of the sale, you think it would be like a euphoric moment, but it's really just a time of like, wow, like this, this official game is over for me and I have to actually mourn this. And so it's like, it's, it's really, really understanding the iterative process and appreciating that, like the journey, it's really as corny as it sounds like it truly is about the journey of getting there not, not about the destination. So, so good. And, uh, you know, I know in leveraging all these ideas, you're really, you know, assembling and activating tribe and community. And part of the intention of this challenge was to really, what does it take to generate a thriving future that doesn't just extend beyond, you know, this year, like you were saying, it's like, I started that in 2014. It's now 2020. (laughs) It's like, what about those six years (laughs) that, you know, no one really saw. And I think, you know, for those that are tuning in, it's like, how do you start assembling and activating your burning desire and then getting in conversation and relationship with community such that it then allows those big ideas to really seed. And uh, curious if you have any thoughts about that, because, you know, all of these concepts, even like the one you just shared, they're, they're big ideas that do require lots of people to make them happen. And I find sometimes those big ideas can feel so daunting on your own, but even just being in dialogue helps let that snowball start to ripple sometimes. So yeah, curious if you have any thoughts about that. And for those you know, that are starting to you know, put words or even you know, begin to enroll others in their ideas, how you found it effective to start sharing stuff, you know, especially from the get-go. Yeah, I think a lot of people are just afraid to share their ideas because like, they don't want someone to steal them. Like right now, I've literally shared, you know, on Facebook to everyone here watching that I'm that this is the next project I'm working on. And you know, no one's gonna do it like me. No one's gonna do it in the way that I'm gonna do it. And so I, you know, if people are like afraid, then they actually a lot of people rather just would support you. Oh my God, talk to this person or talk to that person, or I have an idea for you. People aren't going to be like, I'm going to steal your idea. And I think that's a really big thing that people have to get over is to not worry about people stealing people's ideas. It might happen in a small fraction of people, but for most of it, I'm getting, if I'm sharing and sharing and sharing, I'm getting ideas, I'm getting introductions. Oh, you should meet this person. Oh, you should meet that person. And it actually so benefits the, bit, the growth of my business and creates momentum and gives it juice and keeps it, keeps the, the, the wheels oiled versus, you know, versus, or the engine oiled versus just, you know, doing it myself in a silo and not telling anybody. So I always say over, over communicate, share, share as much as you can. Um, and, you know, obviously not to like the shady types, but like, you know, to, to, to ever, I mean, anyone, to be honest, it's just, I, I, I'm, I'm always in the business, you know, the sort of, you know, like in the camp of sharing the knot. Um, and then, and then, and then like, you know, in the sharing, you get an idea, then you start to put together a plan and it starts to formalize because you're getting different, you know, ideas. I always think about who wants to be a millionaire. 
um, the show and it's like, you know, you ask the audience and it's like, you know, versus like the person trying to come up with the answer on their own, the audience always knows like together collectively the answer is always right. Like the audience is pretty much never wrong. And so to be able to harness, you know, all these different opinions creates a better product in the end. Yeah. And I want to, I want to really point out and, and you can talk about this somewhere in depth. We're not talking about sharing be this being this thing where you, you tell everybody how great your idea is. It's not, it's not about like, I mean, you can tell everybody great ideas. You can be really excited about it, but it's not pitching. It's literally, and the more important sharing is, man, I want to do this, but I don't know how you get the mushrooms in the diet. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's not, it's not, it's not like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like selling your business. It's just like talking to people about it, asking questions. What do you think? Like, you know, based on your perspective, you know, like Thich Nhat Hanh said, like, or in the Buddha said, like, you know, a point of view is just one point of view. Like that's the point. And so, um, and, and, and the right view is just, there's never a right view. Like in the Eightfold Path, one of the things is the right view, but it's actually, it's actually never really a right view. Um, so everyone's view is a right view in a sense. And so to gather as many views as possible is way more valuable than just, just having one. And so a hundred percent, that's, 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 that's what I mean. And then, and then sharing our, the things we're struggling with the grappling is where other people can help us. If we're already good, if like, I'm, I'm good, nobody can help me. Right. I've got to say, man, I just can't figure this out. Can you help me? Or what do you see? Or who do you know? That's when we oh actually goodness. get our, our community going. So much of it is like, please don't hang up. I have a question or like, you know, oftentimes it's just like cold calling people who are experts and they're like, period proof underwear intro you know it was just like or like okay you know so so much of it was just like um this is interesting and i you know for the mushroom diaper too and for tushy there's so much of it was like finding the right this product the product you know manufacturer who really got the vibe and the aesthetic and the feel the finish that i wanted and so it was just so many back and forth but then also so much input from from other people and, and friends and just just from different industries, just looking at this problem um, and the solution from different perspectives is always the best thing. I'm so moved by being in the presence of you again. You know, we've had a, a, a friendship for many years now, and I, I, I think I do the things you do naturally, but I don't think about them in the ways that you speak about them. And so it's so refreshing to kind of get your energy and, and your excitement over this stuff. And I, I think the thing that's missing for a lot of people is that, that they see that out there, like, Oh, Mickey's good at that. And I don't know if I could be good at that, but I think the passion and the excitement is, is really key. And so, you know, how do you keep that going? How do you keep that alive? I mean, I think passion's innate. You can't fake it. I think people who are just starting companies to sell them are just never going to do well because they're just doing it to make money. And that's just, there's no passion behind it. It's just, it's the wrong kind of passion. Um, and it just doesn't last. It's just fleeting um, versus like an innate, a real desire to solve a problem, which is why I think it's so important to start with solving a problem for yourself. Mm. Um, like every time I use my Toshi bidet and turn the knob and like sip champagne, I'm like, this is fantastic. And I've changed my own life, you know, or every time I have my period, I wear my product and I'm like, I keep like, I solve my problem. Like, you know, and so it feels really powerful and really good to solve my own problems and solve the problem, that same problem for millions of people around the world. And so, you know, I, I don't, I, I just think that it's, it's, um, it's always a fun, it needs to be a fun challenge. And, um, 
and I don't, I don't think like, I don't have, I don't know anything about anything ever. I just, I, I think like, you know, passion builds believers. I do say that in my book, do cool shit and in disruptor where passion builds believers. Like if you're excited about something and you're like, <gasps> like bright eyed and bushy tailed about something, people will just want to help, you know? And, and, and I just don't think that if you're just, if you're like, Hey, so um, I have an idea and I don't know, it's like kind of cool. Like people are just like, um, yeah, I'm busy, you know, versus like, Oh my God. Okay. So here's the thing I got. Okay. Can I stand up and tell you, because I'm so excited about it. Like, you know, there's a level of just like people just want to like support people who are just, in it and into something and passionate about something because it actually it gives them juice for life and give it brings passion back for them and i don't think you i don't think it's it's something that can be manufactured it just can't it's like it has to come from your dumb tan from your power source from your you know from your gut and if it doesn't then it's not the right project for you and that's okay it's okay to try something and put some of your your energy into something and it doesn't work that's cool like i in my book disruptor i talk about the scout I talked about that on my Instagram post a couple of days ago. The scout is somebody who, you know, walks into the forest, you know, oftentimes alone before like an army or a group of people crosses a dark forest, an unexpected forest. And, you know, that, that scout is often alone and they have to kind of figure out the path to the other side. And sometimes they run into a ravine. Sometimes they run into a fallen tree. Sometimes they run into a, you know, a rabid bear chasing them. Sometimes they run into all kinds of things. And do those scouts call themselves failures? And do they think that it's, you know, like a bad thing? No, they just turn around and they go a different direction and try it again. And they're like, oh, wow, I saw some really cool things on the way of seeing that dead end. But that's cool. Like I learned. And so if we, you know, it's like the, the biggest fears that, that prevent people from starting are fear of failure and fear of looking bad, you know? And it's like, if, if people just stop giving a shit about, failing and that's again an illusion and looking bad to who i don't even know um it's just it's just it just becomes an adventure of you know i, I in my book disruptor i talk about replacing the word failure altogether with revelation like what has been revealed to me like what is what has been revealed to me in this experience like nothing i've ever done has been a failure everything like whether they've been like you know like ups and downs in, in, in business and career, whatever, but none of it has been a failure. All of it has been revelatory for me. So, which keeps making me more who I am today. So if we just, again, approach those things from that lens, you know, the, the other statement I love giving is, is, a, is a sentence around fear, which is, you know, fear to me isn't the absence of fear. It's taking action in the face of fear. Fear is normal. It's part of human life. We have an amygdala for a reason to help us, you know, protect ourselves against fighter against you know things attacking us. And it's, it's our fight or flight mechanism. It's innate in all in all creatures. And so it's not about like being afraid, but it's being it's being willing to take action in the face of it. And that's that's inspiring and that's cool. Yeah, I, I just want to sum up a few things that, that you've said today. First of all, we, we have to have the, the imagination of a child and it's innate. We're all creatives. Let's make sure everybody gets that. Everybody's a creative. Do not feel that you can't imagine something. You can, you can, you can. Second, play the game like a scout. Go out there. Get out there. Run into the, to the bears and the falling down Trump leave trees or holes or whatever it is. It's not, there's no path there. You got to go through the forest. There's no path. Just go through the forest. And many times scouts actually find the way through. 
So understanding that without the scout, nobody finds a way through whatever, whatever it is that you've decided that you have passion for you. It's something that sucks. You want to have not suck for everybody. Uh, uh, and then I like the, the, the last, the last couple of pieces that came through there, you know, no failure, just revelation, right? We yeah. move forward in action and that if you didn't take the action, you'd never have the revelation, right? Yeah. Nothing would be revealed. It would just be, you'd still be in darkness. So be willing to get things revealed to you as you go along and learn from the revealing Then take more actions. Be a, be a scout, be a, a creative, like a child over and over and over again. And like you said, I wanted the last thing you said, that this was it. Uh, iteration is perfection. Mm. So all that is that cycle. We call that the generative cycle going from burning desire to big ideas, to bold action, and then back to check to see if your burning desire got fulfilled or not. And if it didn't, you've got to re, you got to adjust and you got to think up new ideas and you got to get a new action over and over and over again. And it's a, it's like a, it's like a muscle. We all need to go to the gym to get good at that. And if, if we've never done it, if we've never been to the gym, do a push up on your knees, you know, like walk around the block. You don't have to run a marathon the first time you work out. And the same thing for having your ideas come to life in the world. You just have to make that next move, whatever that next move is, yeah. and see if that works. That's it. One move. Um, Mickey, I am, you know, uh, so moved to be with you. And so, uh, I just happy that you're in the world, like just knowing you're in the world makes my, my world better. Um, you know, and I, I'm, first of all, thank you for being here. Part of the challenge. We look forward to having you be part of many, many things with us again. And, uh, and also, we just also look forward to continuing to follow your story and see what you invent next and see uh, what bright life you bring to the world. Mm. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored. Thank you so much. Have an amazing afternoon. Thank you. You too. The Boldly Now Show, igniting the world of burning desire, big ideas, and bold action. Be sure to download Boldly You in the App Store, Google Play, or online at bold.ly forward slash Y-O-U. Boldly You is an app and learning platform igniting your burning desire, big ideas, and bold action, generating a future for a thriving humanity.